In a time where unsolicited advice, opinions, and dick pics are the norm. Here's a podcast you didn't ask for. But we're giving you anyway. Well, actually, who asked you anyway? Mind if I jump in here real quick? No one cares. Allow me to play devil's advocate. I don't think you know what that word means. This fucking guy. This is Unsolicited. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Unsolicited Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jack, and I'm here talking through the internet with Tommy and Kelly. How we doing, guys? What's up, what's up? Everybody's better this week? So much better this week. Yes. Yeah, all it takes is a little bit of time. You just have to get through the... Uh, and more rain. I call it the dark night of the soul. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just, I really had to blame it on the planets. I, <laughs> you know, blamed it on my period, and I also blamed it on... Um, the rain? No, I don't think... Yeah. I don't, you know, I love the rain, so I don't know that rain uh, has a down effect on me. I've never, I've never noticed that to be the case, but I mean, it's possible. It's been like, you know, Kelly, I'm tired of you using your period as an excuse all the time. <laughs> Judy. It's like every month you're always using the same goddamn excuse. Can you be original? Oh my god! If uh, if I really took advantage of my period and made it an excuse. You, you guys would know. Holy shit! It's. Uh, I thought. I thought I was done with cramps. They were back this month. I did not. Oh, no. enjoy, I did not enjoy. Just get pregnant, and then all that shit goes away. Yeah, and then you have a fucking child to deal with for the next forty years. Yeah, just adoption. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I am actually speaking of adoption. <laughs> I segue. My dad texted me the other day. My dad's not like a very. Um, or he's never really been an emotionally available person. Like it was always like, you knew he loved you, but he never vocalized it. And like, so anytime he would say love you when we were on the phone, I would like text my brothers be like, you guys get dad said he loves me. Like, and it's, yeah. And so as he's gotten older, I really feel like he and I are bonding so much more. Like he really listens to me about like my mental health stuff and like, um, I had a panic attack one time when he was visiting and like, he, I, it, he just was there for me in a way that he's never been there for me before. And so he texted me the other day, like, or he called me and I didn't answer cause I was reading and he texted me. He's like, nothing important. Just wanted to call to check in. And I was like, this is fucking weird. Like he never does this. So I call him and I like kind of tell him how I had a rough week or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I mean, that's, it's really hard to live alone. And like, that's, that's why having a partner is so nice because blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I don't want a partner because I, I desire somebody to be here a lot less than I desire <laughs> to be alone. And I was like, I was like, but you know, I, I actually haven't watched a dog in a while. So that probably has something to do with my mood. And he, he suggested that I get a dog. And I was like, I never thought my dad would be like, you should get a dog. Like, uh, and so I put in an, uh, an application for a dog. So I'm hoping that they get back to me so I can meet him. But so far he seems like really perfect for my lifestyle and the type of dog I'm looking for. So fingers crossed. So I know a lot of different people in that world. If you need help who are like rescue people or know all about that stuff. Hair of the dog block. You know why? Cause that seems like a very mid to upper thirties woman thing to do in Hollywood who you're an actress at one point, And then all of a sudden you're like the dog whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better than going to the I massage therapy and, and Kelly an actress. <laughs> No, not her, but I'm saying she wants to own a dog. But, you know, there's there's a lot of these women who kind of devote their life to 
pet rescue and animals at some point, you know? Um, and they were at one point models and actresses. Anyway, I don't want to get off on a tangent. Uh, I, I wanted to go <laughs> I back to it was a the- model at one point. I was. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yep. I wanted to go back to the point about your parents becoming um, more like that as they get older. It, that's definitely a thing. Um, my dad just kind of kind of the same way. We didn't grow up with like, I love you. I didn't grow up with my dad walking down the stairs for good to go to work and kissing my mom. Good morning. And I love you. And right. then walking out the door and I love you. There was really a lot, not a lot of that. And I, I mean, I knew they did because my parents love language is, is service. You know, like they... Mm-hmm busted their ass and gave up every dream that they've ever had or anything they've ever thought about doing for themselves just went by the wayside. So I knew that I always kind of figured, and, and I struggle with that now because that's a little bit of more of my love language. Although I think it was somewhere sometime during college or it was when I first started having, I guess it was towards the end of college. I started having like really bad anxiety and panic as well. And I think that's, uh, I was some somewhere in the back of my mind, I was more worried about how that would be, pre- be perceived in my family, which was not open about feelings and emotions and things yeah. like that. Like I was like, of course I'm the middle child already the outcast as it is, but of course I'd be the one to do this. It turns out that it is a thing in my family in general, and we all kind of have some version of it, but yet no one ever talked about it until I came home and I'm like, I'm fucking crazy. You know, like, and totally lost my mind about it. (laughs) And I do remember I started like, you know, brothers, especially, I don't generally say I love you to my brothers or I didn't at one point. And I do now. And there's still some of them are like, okay, bro. Bye. Like, you know, or they never say, I love you. It's always like, love you, bro. Like, you know, it's not, it's so, I got to get this over with, you know, and that's weird. But I think there was a point in my life where I started doing it and it became okay. And I also think grandchildren change that element for their kids as well. And when your grandchild says to their grandparent, your father, I love you, he like says it back and like really me and, and, and it kind of opens up the whole floodgate for, you know, his own children as well. And, yeah. and their own vulnerability as being, I'm not as strong as I was. I'm not as, I'm more vulnerable. They, they, I can they, fall at any time. I could die at any time. They become a lot more aware, aware of their own mortality. As you get to a certain age, you start thinking about that more. And I think it has made my dad a lot more sentimental that he's, than he's ever been before, which then in turn fucking ruins me because then I start thinking about his mortality. And I just, I don't, I don't know (laughs) what I'm going to do when either of my parents die. And if my mom dies first, my dad will die. I, I like, I guarantee he won't last that much longer after her because he loves her so much. Like, I just don't know what he would do. He's so lonely if she's out of town. Like he, he really loves that companionship. So that's tough. But yeah, I think. Which is also why I brought up to you about companionship because he's only speaking from his own experience. Yeah, totally. I mean, Uh, um, but but yeah, when you talk about like childhood or whatever, I think our, our families are probably very similar in the sense where you didn't vocalize a lot of those things. And I, I think that's actually why my top love language now is words of affirmation. Cause I feel like I was really starved of that as a child. I, I, and, and it's not their fault. Like everybody gives love the way that they think is the best, but like we, we performed, you know, like we were, we were recognized for our achievements because we were talented kids, you know? And it's like, it, it didn't feel so much like I'm so proud of you because you are such an amazing person or you're so kind or whatever. So now I find that as an adult, when somebody gives me a, co- a compliment about my character, 
I fucking lose it. Like I immediately start crying. Like I feel so validated, like, and it's so special to me to get those type of compliments because I just, I didn't have that. And if my mom's listening to this, you were a great mom. Everybody's got their issues. <laughs> but no, no, listen, I, and I, and my parents were amazing as well. We just, I just noticed, like, I was just noticing when you said, I was like, yeah, that didn't happen until a little bit later. And <clears throat> we never leave off the phone without saying, I love you now. Or, you know, especially your parents, brothers and sisters are still a little, feels a little awkward for them to say for some reason. But um, I think they're all getting better at it. Uh, but the grandchildren, when I watch my grand, my, my father with his grandchildren is like, fuck, where was that? <laughs> they, they get another yeah. chance to get it right. You know? Right. <laughs> I mean, you, like, Jack, you feel, I feel like you grew up with I love you a lot from your, both of your parents. We did. I think my mom said it a shit ton and my dad didn't say it as much, but I still feel like they came from families that never said it. And so I think they made a conscious effort not to do that. Um, I do think there is somewhat of a generational thing because I always feel like older older parents were always like, yeah, I never heard my dad say I love you. I never heard yeah. that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I just feel like everyone now, now it's like maybe gone too far in the other direction um, where people say it too much. But um, I think it might be a generation thing. I think parents have just learned. Well, were either of your parents uh, children of immigrants? No. My dad, Yes. Yes, and that definitely, and I feel like and my mom. Yes, both of them. Yeah, um, my my grandparents as well, and so I, they were just hard people. Like my grandmother yeah. wouldn't take pictures and never really smiled, and and that might be a generation thing. The Great Depression, the getting over here, leaving a a, a place that wasn't great, and it was just like <laughs> my grandma was in Hiroshima when the bomb dropped. Exactly, like, and I would imagine machine. they were not no. exactly smiling all the time um my mom was the second oldest of eight children so she became essentially a mom very early like she was taking care of her brothers and sisters so my mom didn't have that like i don't think she had a full childhood you know so it's like there's all i'm actually reading this book right now that is fucking blowing my mind it's going to change my life i already know it but it's called um the myth of normal and it's a book that talks about how our environment and the things that surround us are are a lot more the cause of our illnesses than anybody's ever given it credit for. Like because you can't put the mind into a petri dish and study it, medicine kind of overlooks how powerful the mind is. And so it's talking about how like if a woman is going through hard times during pregnancy, like if she, you know, if she's has money problems or if she's in an abusive relationship or any of this stuff, this gets passed down to the child. All, those children have mental health issues in the future. And like racism is a huge cause of like asthma in people. And like, there's all of these things where, where your, your environment and the things that happen to you on a regular basis, they form the cells that are in your body and your body holds on to that trauma. And so uh, like, women that have had PTSD are at a much higher risk of having breast cancer and ovarian cancer. And like, there's all of these things like trauma is, he says that don't look at trauma as something that happened to you. It's something that happens in us because your body reacts to trauma in its own way. Like who is this guy? Is this a doctor? Yeah. He's a, he's a doctor. He's fucking incredible. Jordan B. Peterson. 
No, 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 no. I like that gal. This shit is all true. Like everything that you've ever experienced in your life informs how you react to situations in the future. So like if you had, you know, like if you were put up for adoption really early on and you're your body will know that trauma before you're ever verbal. And so you'll probably have attachment issues in the future because your body just remembers that. If you get into a car accident, the next time you see a car coming at you, you're going to brace. It's like you're going to react the way you have before when you've experienced trauma. So it's really, really interesting. And it actually is nice because it it actually leaves room for there to be a fix to those types of things where it's like, if you just accept trauma as something that happened to you, you can never fix that. You can't change that. But if you talk about the processes in which your body, you know, regulates its own emotions and doing all this stuff, that's all stuff you can work on. So it's like, it's really like getting the wheels turning for me where it's like, maybe there is a path to healing. Maybe there is a path to happiness at some point. And it's really about like discovering the trauma, sitting with it, dealing with it and trying to move forward in a healthy way. Why don't you just bury it deep down inside and forget it ever happened? Have I've you tried been doing that method? That for 36 years, it didn't work, it turns out. <laughs> the, 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 the bag busts eventually. If you keep doing that, eventually yeah. it pops out just the bottom. Tape, man. I've been reading a ton of books fine. because I'm still off social media. So I've actually been like, I'm crushing a book a week now. It's awesome. Um, and, and there was some other book that was in that realm when it was like, your genetics are really like if your parents have depression anxiety any of those different things like you're fucked like it's just it, it carries along with it not that that's the end of it you're not fucked you're just you have to work different or harder than other people and all the you know a lot of the stuff you still do you're gonna have to work harder at it if you have you know depression in the family anxiety and depression it's like it's there whether you you know it or not but there's definitely work you can do and it's not it's not like you're hopeless <clears throat> you can kind of change it and then save like you're saying in the trauma sense your next generation if you know if you can get a figure it out but the brain is a really interesting thing it, and it's really in that in that sense it's it's less about the having the gene for depression it's about how how the gene is expressed and if you're raised by somebody who suffers from depression or anxiety they are probably having like their behaviors get passed down to you that's how that's how you how you see how to cope with things or whatever so the gene will the gene for depression depression will then express itself because of the way that you've been brought up like it's it's mm -hmm. very fucking the mind is so powerful and it really is crazy how largely it's ignored in any type of health conversation. Uh, you know, funny you were uh, talking about something like I have these books that I, like I said, I, I didn't understand, uh, you know, that I, that I bought years ago and I thought I was going to be into philosophy and read them and stuff. And then, and I just stacked them away and put them on shelves and I tried to read them. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is talking about. Any of this, you know what I mean? Like you ever get yeah. to those things where you're like, this yeah. is way advanced for what my brain is capable I have, of. I have a whole like, I guess, book of essays about the visual style of Michael Bay, which I bought as a joke <laughs> and like, maybe I'll read it. But like, I don't know. It's probably going to be so academic. I'm not going to understand what the fuck. Right, some of them are about. so intense. So I had a whole section in a bookshelf of that where I just like, well, I was trying to be that guy this week. That was that was when Tommy was in the philosophy when he was in college or after. <laughs> and <he> was, <clears throat> but the funny thing is, I didn't get rid of a lot of them. And then I start with some basic stuff. Like I just read Thomas Merton's Seven Story Mountain. And he was a, you know, a, a modern mystic, you know, who, who had thoughts on different things. So you read that and then you're going through the shelf and you're like, oh, there's something on 
mysticism or or Christianity, you know, um, 16th century Christian mysticism like St. John of the Cross or St. Uh, Teresa of Avila. And then you pick it up and it makes total sense. It's almost like they all start to like make sense. And it's mm-hmm. like, this is 20 years ago, this book was sitting on my shelf. It was called The Unveiled Mysteries. Turns out I read it recently because I just was grabbing for stuff and I understood a lot more. But it, but it, it turns out, like doing internet research, that it's a cult manual. It's no different than, <laughs> really, it's no different than Ed L. Ron Hubbard's books, except this one didn't take off Dynamics, the ground. In the nineteen yeah. in the nineteen forties, some guy claimed he went to Mount Shasta and ran into Saint Germain, who was not really even a saint, right? Um, but he he ran into this guy who gave him these rules on how to live his life, not too far off of anything else. And I mean, it's a smidgen off of Christianity, but it got crushed, you know. And it's and it, it is like a layman man. Well, it's with like the beginning steps of like all these religions and cults, so they all have kind of the all the exact same principles. But that's what I'm saying. It always feels it's like it's the just next like step when it goes psycho. It's like it's like Malcolm Gladwell's a tipping point. What is a tipping point that makes one of these go from a book that has twenty thousand worldwide followers and still has change? One in Chicago, it was where it started, and one in all these different places of a a very mystical life, not too far off of a little bit of Buddhism and meditation with a hint of Christianity, which is very popular now. You know what I mean? Like that kind of um, eccentric middle ground of theosophy. But it's it's crazy how this could have that? been. This could have been the next big religion if if it only had had the tipping point that the right person that pushed it over the edge, right? But that's that's the thing, though, is like every cult or religion starts out with well-meaning. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, my, oh my God, they're calling. They're ah, calling. No, oh, no. It's a no. Scientologist. Hold on. Uh, my mom's FaceTiming me. She probably just got out of the hospital. She just had surgery. Um, oh, my dad just had surgery. Oh. I mean, you can go take it real quick if you no, want. That's fine. I guess it wasn't that big of a surgery then. Uh, she got her knee replaced. Um, oh. But uh, so they all the they all start out with really good uh, good basises for like how to live your life. The problem is is that all of those things are hierarchical in structure. So there's a person that is in charge that you must you know adhere to everything that they say and it's the love of power you know it's like once they feel that power they can't fucking stop and that's when everything goes fucking haywire and becomes evil because even christianity it's like i believe i i I agree with the basic tenets of the the religion like (laughs) be a good person don't judge people like don't fucking cheat don't like that's yeah, we can all agree that those are good things. It's it's why do yeah. we have to bow down to some? I don't know. You know what I mean? Overlord. Well, the priest, the, the pope. Yeah. That's where it, that's where it all gets wrong. If you just want to re- read book, like trust me, I've read and done so much search on this, and I'm kind of finding that uh, you know, church is more useful for me if no one else no one else is in it, and I can sit in there and just kind of contemplate. Yeah. You know, I feel like I get more connection to God from contemplation than I do from anyone reading a book or telling a story or doing a host and all the all the voodoo that comes along with everything these days. Do you meditate? I do every day, meditate twice a day. Uh, now more than ever, like I said, moving here has brought a lot of these things to the forefront, not only time and aloneness. So I walk a labyrinth. That's because it's a block and a half away on my walk. I 
I figured out how to meditation because I, my mind would wander at the beginning. I would suffer from, you know, a little bit of depression or, or anxiety because I didn't know what to do or where to go. Or, and so it's funny cause you moved, people say you moved to Vegas to find some spirituality, but yes, I do. And I find out, and, I, and then I'm reading books like, um, you know, living Buddha, living Christ and realizing the similarities and, you know, Christians will call it contemplation because God forbid they call it meditation. You know, mm -hmm. that's too Eastern for them, but they're one and the same. I mean, Tom, all the, all the great Catholic mystics were basically essentially meditating. They would sit on the floor, close their eyes. It's always the exact same time. They do the exact same thing, but they just call it different things. So they that can make sure they separate themselves in some way. But that's the connection is like, if you go to a place when I'm in a really deep meditative state and I feel like it works, I feel like I'm kind of floating in water. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're like floating in a giant abyss of water. So in my mind, I feel like maybe this is death. Maybe this is like when you, when you shut off the lights and this all goes off, this is, it's a very blissful place. It could be. And it's like blissful because the thoughts and the memories and the feelings are all good. If, if it's working well, they could be really bad. And maybe that's what people would consider hell to be floating around a world of anxious thoughts and negativity and the bad people in your life and the people who've hurt you. So it's a matter of what you want the experience to be. And I think the more you practice it in a loving, peaceful place, then <clears throat> that's more becomes the, no it seems like that becomes more the norm when I go there, mm -hmm. that it's a warm place. So I'm making in a sense, my own heaven or hell twice a day. And if I do die and that's what it's like, and my consciousness just floats away. If I put more positivity and good things in the world, my experience, if that is my eternity will be with loved ones, will be with warm places. I mean, I know this is like a much deeper conversation, but that's kind of how all this reading and all this time alone and all this meditation is kind of, I mean, I, I do write it. I journal it. I wish I can kind of express it in a, a more laid out form so people can understand what I'm trying to talk about, but I'm not trying to preach it. I'm just, it's nice to go back to a document that I wrote and be like, oh, this is what I remember feeling in those times. So, I mean, listen, there's no doubt that having a belief is is helpful people want to believe something mm -hmm. right if, if like if they and if they don't have a, a, a i'm okay with the unknown that's the difference like i will do ayahuasca i will do sit in a native american sweat lodge i will sit in a, in a mosque i will sit in a in a church like i don't i don't feel guilty about it like some people do like I'm okay with all this maybe mixing together at one point and having a little piece of 13 different religions. That's fine with me. Other people don't like that. They need to be sure because their life becomes, their life becomes unsure. Everything like, listen, if I don't know my beliefs and I don't, and I don't put them in stone and I don't force them on you and I don't believe them, then I don't know if I'm ever going to see my mom and dad again. I don't know that like all this pain and suffering I'm going through is for a bigger reason where I go to a place where it's, you know, something amount of virgins and, or, or a beautiful, you know, white, uh, you know, a white castle with God there. If I don't know those things, then, then I can't be secure in the life I'm living now. And I think the mystics mystics or why I would consider myself more of a mystic is because I'm okay with not having any of those answers. Yeah. I just know that the, 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 the vehicle which I'm taking to get to wherever that is, even if it's black, even if it's me floating around in an ocean, whatever it is, like that is the fun part. That's the enjoyable part for me is the, is the search. And people don't yeah. like to search. They don't like to dig deep into their, you know, why, like, like you said, those books and stuff. Why do I feel this way? Why do I suffer from pain? It's got to be a reason. I suffer from pain because God is testing me so that when I do die, I'm in the land of heaven forever. Well, you know, that's, 
That's what you can tell yourself in order for you to get through the, and I don't mind, you tell yourself what you want to, but that's having a definitive answer. And I think meditation, sometimes I sit there and I shut my eyes and the shit that comes to my head is so friggin' weird, but I don't really go back to and be like, you know, why did I think about why I was hanging out? The other day I had like this meditation the whole time I was in a dumpster of the New York Mets baseball team taking out memorabilia with old players, right? It was like, but like that doesn't, I don't think that that means anything. And I don't need to sit around and, and I can contemplate it for a little bit after and be like, huh, that was funny. And, and it's funny that that's in my subconscious that I could remember players from when I was a kid. It's like ayahuasca was only unlocking memories, sounds of people's voices who haven't been there for 30 years. Right. That was the, the most interesting part to me was that the, so much is locked in my subconscious that you just keep tucking away behind everything. And, but it's still there if you can get to a place where you can see it. And maybe that's what death is as well, is that that chemical that's released when you die, that it just, uh, you know, it, it, it gives you that ayahuasca DMT, what is it, DMT um, effect of, of all this fl- flushing of the subconscious or deep stuff that's sitting below all the surface shit for the last 30 years you've ta- packed on top of it. Like maybe that is, and I know I'm rambling here, but it's because I've been reading this stuff. And, and, and when I picked up this friggin' cult book, I was so upset because some of it was like interesting and fun. And it was a story about a guy who went on a journey and, and all these different places. Then I'm like, I got to Google some of this shit. Like this is, they, they call this person St. Germain. And I have read on every saint the last three months that you can possibly imagine. I've never heard of the saint. So then I, then I start to look into the, all the, the, the comments and stuff and realize it, it it's an occult, you know, and there's hundreds of them. And, and, and the one that started before this, that led to this. And, and it's just like, but then I don't, I try to cut that off and I want to discourage myself from, from reading and, and researching and, you know, this book is no weirder than any other book. Almost everything the these days, though. I think, I think, like that's what we we're talking about with like the Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan stuff. It's like I think as long as you can keep your feet planted on the ground pretty firmly, I think it's really good to explore all of those types of things. Like I would consider myself a mystic in the sense, you know, and like my God, I think is the universe and energy. Like I think that all is so fucking powerful and a lot more powerful than we give it credit for. Like I, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, fr- the phrase it's like, not with that attitude. Somebody's like, well, I'm never going to get that job. It's like, not with that attitude. It's like, yeah, if you're telling yourself over and over and over again, that this good thing is not going to happen to you, why is it going to happen? Like, right. I, I do believe in, in the energy of like attracting things to you. And I, I really like have a hard time figuring out if I manifested my life or if I'm actually good at what I do. Like, I, I really don't know. Cause like almost everything that I'm doing now is something that I put out there previously. Like before I ever got the job on Jim Jeffrey show, like I, I would always like joke around. like, why can't I just get somebody to pay me to Facebook all day? Like, that's what I'm good at. And then I fucking get that job and I'm like, holy shit, did I fucking, did I make this happen? And so it's like, and then, no, you know, I, it happens to me all the time where I look back at something and see that. What was that? Jack? And, and you're like, I said this specifically and this came to be. And so it's like, I know a lot of people think manifesting is bullshit, but like there's, there's also no harm to me in attempting to manifest my perfect life because all it does is have me focused on what I want and working towards the things that I want. I mean, it's like when they say dress for the job you want, it's the same mindset. Yeah. 
Yeah. And fake it till you make and the it. Words, words are what make them different. What I noticed from reading this, and then I, I read the Bible cover to cover. I read the, and I read the Quran years ago and I read all this different shit because I had them for class or whatever. But Did the, you read the real it's, Bible it's, it's, or the illustrated version? Uh, I read a re- James, uh, King James Bible. Novel. The um, the difference is in the words that <laughs> like you said. Yeah, yeah. They're all a lot of the same messages, just different yeah. words. They're, they're, uh, again, as you guys may or may not believe, I don't have the greatest vocabulary in the world, but right. I um, I have been reading stuff on the iPad, which helps slows down the reading. But all you have to do is touch the word and the dictionary definitions, and yeah. and so many of them are just like, well, why didn't they just say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it has like ten times. Word. It's like you know, a one word definition version of this. Much some of like, well, just do that. Yeah. yeah, but I guess that's the one benefit. Of re- I hate reading uh, on an iPad. I like books, but that is definitely helpful to constantly just be able to put fingers on words and kind of get back to understanding a little bit of stuff. Well, it's funny because anyway, we- last week I made a video about asking people like how they fucking read with ADHD because I was reading this like I accidentally bought the wrong book and so it was like this kind of fantasy world type book and like there's so many fucking characters and like i don't know what the fuck's going on and yeah. so I'm my like brain trying to understand is, game of thrones on day one yeah I, I was i was i was 70 pages in i'm like i have no idea what the fuck has happened yet like i i could not give you a summary of what i've read and then i'm reading this book and i'm like so gripped and like uh I'm so interested that I didn't have my mind didn't wander at all. Like I'm now 200 pages into this book that I started. Yes. Two days ago. Damn. And, um, and I think my, one of my problems is, you know, ADHD, but I also have aphantasia, which is, I can't visualize like, so, so when it comes to fantasy worlds or even just uh, fiction books that require some level of like making the movie happen in your head, I only see black when I imagine things. So, so I don't get those illustrations in my mind that I think a lot of people do. So I like, I'm, I'm a nonfiction. Book. Is, that a self-diagnos- <laughs> is that a self-diagnosis or would someone say that if, if there's just some, some type of test for it? So it's like, I, I, I think, I don't know that it's super common to have that, but I know that a lot, like a fair amount of people do not see anything when they, I always would. Th- I would always think that that skill set or that ability or or, or or lack of ability would be from life experiences or visioning other things to compare it to. It's just a comparative thing to me. So if, if I'm listening to Mystic, like if I have Game and Throws on the mind, and I'm on, I'm 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 reading another piece that's about magic and medieval times and stuff, I'm only pulling from memories and and visuals that I've already had before. Yeah. You know that make a world for me. I mean, it's like. I mean, Kelly, if I say picture a green fish, can you do that? Like, I know what a green fish looks like, but I don't see an image in my brain. It's, it's, I mean, I, I don't even know. I, don't how- I see an image either, but I can, I could imagine what a green fish would look like. Well, where do you see it in a tank in your house or do you see it floating out in the ocean? I'm not seeing it anywhere. I'm just picturing a green fish. No or, or is he basically on a dead? I like bet someone's about to cut him up for sushi. I mean, it's like that is no location. When you're picturing no a green fish, you're not seeing an image of it. I don't know where I would see it. Like if you close your eyes and visualize, could you? No, I don't you- actually ever see anything. I could. I could like my imagination's good, and I can imagine 
in my mind what a green fish could look like, but I don't actually see a green fish. There are lots of people who are like, are you kidding me? I see everything really, really clearly in my imagination. Like this apple's red and it's like, yeah, there are people that like, and that blows my mind. I don't think I'm that. Uh, Now now that you say, I'm definitely not that. Are you sure? If you said green fish, I pictured a green fish that was like glowing green in in a fish tank that had like a black light in it. Like I built that world for myself. Like, oh, look at that green fish. Not a big, not like a green fish, like, in something in a Dr. Seuss novel, you know, that's walking around. Yeah. Green fish, blue fish, red fish, you know? But it's like, I can like, I guess, no, I'm not, it's not like I can close my eyes and I start dreaming and I'm seeing things, but I can, I guess just imagine, I've never really had to break it down before. I've never really thought about it. It's it's crazy. And Um, and I was blown away, like to hear that there are some people who really can see images in their head when they're imagining things. Like what, I don't know if, I think it would be really cool to be able to do that. I don't know if it'd be overwhelming, but I guess I my know. version of that is like everything, everything that I'm visualizing, it's more like I'm, I can give you words to describe that thing. So I think it's, there's constantly words flowing around in my head. Maybe those people just constantly have images floating around in their head. Like I, like last night, it's, it's interesting you bring this up because I, I was making, I, the doohickeys have a show at the hotel cafe in April and we needed a show title and a show poster. So I made one poster, but I didn't think it was quite right. So then I had a, an idea for a title called barn burner. And I had this image in my head of a barn. You see like the roof and then you have fire on the top that kind of disappears. And then a little window in the front that fire is coming out and the names there are kind of hidden by the fire a little bit, but it's not like I, like I, I could picture it in my head, but it's not like I really, saw it but i knew like the colors and feelings i'd want to do and then i was able to recreate it almost exactly what i was imagining. i would imagine that you've seen it in cartoons and i'm not trying to like that's not a dig on you but like i would if i see if you said i'm doing a poster for a barn burner what do you think i think you're right you got a barn it's more like a wooden a wooden barn oh, at the top at the top there's guys. flames and smoke and the smoke is and the smoke is where it's saying barn burner in the smoke in the fire I'll so it's guys what I did. Right. And in the little barn window, maybe it's you guys <laughs> all in there. You know, <laughs> like like the whole you know, the van cartoon version of the band all like looking out the window, like ah, or with or just and or, or even better, the bottom part where it's open, you guys are just playing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, this is we're just we're just fucking jamming out. We don't care. The whole barn's on fire, but this is a barn burner, so let's do it. Tom has got a new job. Um, um, like you texted it to us. You said. Well, I I collect. Yeah. Uh, you know, J- Jack does too. There's posters all behind him. I have several of them here. I just got another one. Those are always interesting to me because you're always kind of trying to figure yeah. out what was the meaning behind this. You know, some obviously the ones in Vegas are like slot machines, and others are so obscure and, and absolutely weird. And some are obviously simple, like they played at Dodger Stadium, and there's a skeleton playing, ba- you know, playing baseball. But but I always loved the idea of those. Yeah, people are um, so good at it, and, and like I have friends who are amazing at it. I'm pretty rudimentary, but I so I can do pretty basic layouts. Um, but it is it is interesting because I also have seen so many flyers and posters at this point. I have so many; it's definitely seeped in and how to lay things out and mm-hmm. um, kind of what looks good. But I don't know. But yeah, is it because? I'm able to create a poster from scratch or because I've seen so many posters, I'm taking the bits and pieces I have seen and then putting that together. Just yeah. stealing yeah. from the inspiration. I don't know. This, this, is, this episode is definitely about the mind and yeah, the way the mind, mind works. 
fitting for uh, after a week of down week, you might have a creative week after. Do but, we want to play? Uh, Kelly, one thing I wanted to add to what you said. Yeah. If I meditate, it's easy to read after. Interesting. Right after. Like I'll do my 20, 20, 30 minutes of meditation, then I'll grab a book and I'll sit down and I'm like, oh my God, this is all slowed down to me uh-huh. a lot. I always and do. I, I always it. meditate right before I go to sleep. So. Yeah, but you're not. That's settling your mind down for you to sleep. And for you to get the full effects, you need to have a little bit of time in between because then when you try to really meditate during the day to get this, the, the effect of good meditation, you'll fall asleep. I can't meditate. So then I have to, I have to meditate sitting up in a chair and I still wake up with my head down. <laughs> it's so erect. <laughs> because I, 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 what happened was I originally did transcendental meditation. I took the class for a few days and I got a word and I repeated the mantra. And then what I did was I would lay in bed at night and do my mantra and it would put me to sleep. I fucked it up for myself. I trained my brain that when they heard the mantra over and over again, it would put me out to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't doing the actual really effective what, what meditation during the day or to slow down in the middle of the active world that we live in. I, I kind of screwed that for myself. Though. So I actually had to go retrain myself and not use that mantra because I've, I've ruined that mantra. That mantra forever is go to sleep. <laughs> what yeah. was the mantra that make you go to sleep? I'm so tired. I'm not, it's I'm not, so tired. I'm so tired. You're not supposed to tell you. No, no. They're, they're sounds. They're, they're, they don't have, they're not words. They're something that rolls easy off the tongue. Uh, I, I, no, it's like, it's more like, let's take a sound. Hading. All right. No meaning. Hading. Hading. Was that the one that Hading. 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 That sounds like the, 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 Bell well, you you like can you can associate you can start making words and associate things with it. You can start to hear things after like her ring, her ring, this thing, things. You know, well you can, but that's Inserts. the type of words they give you. They have no meaning. They have they, but they rhythmly do really well for putting your brain into like a Ding. Uh, beta level. I guess Ding. you can say something. It's funny because if you're talking about just like repeating a mantra over and over again, I got a massage the other day, and when I do that, I smoke in my car right before I go in and then nice, I man. and then I put my headphones in and I listen to instrumental music so I'll listen to like Tycho radio or explosions in the sky radio or whatever and most of the time when I do it I kind of just like as each song comes up I try to imagine what type of scene this would be in a movie like so I'm I am trying to picture things it doesn't work but I'm get like I get more like feelings if that makes sense. So like uh, a fast song will come up. I'm like, this is a, probably a car chase or like, it's like I do that, but this is a form of meditation you're doing. What? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is a form of meditation. This last massage, I, my brain got stuck in a loop and what happens when it does this is I will say a sentence and my brain can't stop repeating it. And I know it's happening and I'm trying to stop. And so when I finally like get to switch it to another sentence, I'm like, yes, new sentence. But then I get stuck in a loop on that one. And that was the entire 90 minutes of this massage. It was so stressful. Weird. It's just like repeating the same. Yeah, I, I sometimes get a word that stuck in my head when I try and go to sleep that I just keep saying over and over. So. Uh, ding. <laughs> ding. Do you get songs stuck in your head easily? Because I do. Yeah, I was, I've been watching uh, Daisy and the Six. Uh, on, on Amazon, it's it's on um, Amazon, and it's basically it, it it basically could be you know the story of Fleetwood Mac, early late seventies, two band in Pittsburgh, girls a singer, r- fucked up family from L.A. They get kind of hitched together, and it's very like it, it's cool looking, 
um, because it's got that very 70s look to it. And it's like, you know, they, they all live in Runyon Canyon and they start a band and they, they're who's who's having a relationship with who. It's very stressful in the sense of like, but it looks like old Hollywood. She has an apartment at the Chateau Marmont. You guys would like it. It's all about music. And yeah, there's tons of music in it. it. I, I want to watch it. Yeah, Daisy, it was it was a book uh, that was that was made into a series. There's six episodes out now. <clears throat> Daisy and the Six. Check it out if you haven't. It's on Amazon. Sick. Um, no, okay. Do okay. So I was telling the guys last week. Everybody, I was telling the guys last week that I ordered a game off uh. of Amazon that is like extreme. Would you rather? And we have not played Would You Rather in such a long time. Probably because we the bull next to me. We couldn't even. I think the I. Based on some of the videos I've seen, I feel like these options are going to be hard no matter what. Like I don't. I, so, I, so what we want to do is say what we would pick, and you have to give a reason why. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Right, hold on. One? You got sound effects. And now we're going to do. Would you rather? Podcast. I don't even know if I have that anymore. What did you say, Jack? This will be test this ground for the other podcast. Lost yeah. form. Would you rather? Oh, wow. I haven't heard that in forever. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather let out a smelly fart every time you orgasm or get three tattoos of your mother's face surrounding your genitals? <laughs> oh, no. Repeat it. Okay. Let out a smelly fart you use every it in a time sentence? you orgasm. <laughs> you spell it for me. Or get three tattoos of your mother's face surrounding your genitals. Which the smelly fart would be a rough one. Like, so it'd be, be rough, rough one for you. I can't have a tattoo by my day. <laughs> like, I'm married at this point. I don't want to look at pictures of her, of her family during <laughs> sex. So I just, well, she, I'm gonna go with the sm- really I'm gonna go with the smelly fart because I've probably done it already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost feels like a natural reaction <laughs> for what. I would do the smelly fart because I um, don't ever plan on having sex with a man again. (laughs) It'll just be Is it going to be any better with a woman or be worse? No, I'm not going to have sex with women either. I'm I'm over companionship. Okay. (laughs) Jack, what did you you decide, Jack? I'm going to fart for sure. I don't want to. I mean, it would be nice to have pictures of my family so I could always remember them. They don't need to be down there. You can have them in a wallet size thing, you know? (laughs) Okay, here. This one's going to be tough. Uh, Would you rather experience heroin withdrawals for the next two weeks or decision making in its rawest form? Would you rather or or never masturbate again? (laughs) Okay, hold on. So what are heroin withdrawals? <laughs> they're, really they're, I'm sh- they're really not good, I'm sure. Be, like, how long do I have to do the heroin for? brutal two weeks. I mean, I'd have to. I have to masturbate. I have to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have <laughs> masturbation withdrawal. That's going to be worse. Give me the heroin withdrawals. <laughs> they're both going to feel the same after a while. So you might as well get it over, in, might as well get it over with in two weeks. <laughs> okay, let me take a picture of these ones. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God! Though you see, you literally see God doing that. I'm sure, like babies <laughs> crawling on the ceiling. It's like, or crawling out your not, window. That the sweats. Do you what? You like your your skin? Like your bones are trying to jump out of your own body. Really? Oh, oh yeah. No. It's not that I've I've had like small withdrawal from like nicotine. 
<laughs> but this well, is see, like one is like, million. You're, while you're having withdrawals, just masturbate, and then maybe that'll help it. You know what I mean? Maybe you can get the devil out that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather swallow a used condom you found on the sidewalk, uh, <laughs> or have sex with a dead person? <laughs> Oh no! Oh my god! Like those are so bad. They're so bad. Like obviously, I don't want. I can't, I wouldn't have sex with a dead person. I don't know how I could ever swallow a use. Oh my god! How would you even do it? Oh my god! <laughs> Um, I would. I, I would. How, I would, I would dead? how dead are they? <laughs> I, I feel stop like for shit. you guys, it would be a lot better to have sex with a dead person. No, no. I, I yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Is like how dead is this person? Fresh, freshly dead. Do I have to finish? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, freshly dead could. You could just be like, oh, she's sleeping. I know, that's horrible, too. Um, it's also bad. Hey, at least it's rape. Also <laughs> no, actually, I would, sw- I would swallow the condom. At least it's just rape and not necrophilia, because that would be I would swallow. I'm sorry. And I'll tell you why. I know this is horrible. This is going to yeah, ruin me someday. Me this, this show is going to ruin me someday. But <laughs> already has. We've already been sued. The stomach is uh, can kill anything. The acid, stomach, and the acid. You, it would, yes, you might throw up and feel like like shit for a while, but you have to live with that. I mean, you defile the human being. There's I, no, I, I, I don't think there's any way that my body would let me swallow the condom. Like it, it would not make it down. I would throw up immediately. My stomach is so sensitive, and that's what scares me about that because it's like if you if you had to get it down. How am I going to do? I would have to swallow it ten to fifteen times. I bet. Like, right, that would be like that. Would be like have that'd be like having withdrawals for two weeks. Would you put it in a sandwich or something? You know, mortis cock. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, look, other people, other people swallow condoms with like drugs in it, right? So can't. Yeah. Um, but can't, it's, but also there's cum in it, and it was on the sidewalk. Can you put in like a peanut butter sandwich or something? Like, can you try to like? <laughs> Like it's mushroom. Can you, can you you can't cook it or boil it either. You have to just oh, you got to do it raw like an oyster. <laughs> no, it's like you're walking down the street like oh look, are you gonna oh look a snack and, and drop it down there like a goldfish. <laughs> just do it like a pill. Could I put drugs? Uh, <laughs> it's the fact uh, it was on the street makes it worse too because it feels like street sex. I think <laughs> yeah. more. I think yeah. which which also. Morally, you'd have the to quality do the of condom. the person goes down tenfold. Yeah. yeah. Morally, you have to do feel the like condom. someone was like I out to get milk and then did something they shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. It's like, honey, I'm gonna go out and get milk. All right, Tommy, and what then, are you gonna do? <clears throat> yeah, that was good. I think I have to do the condo. I think the other one's too. It's too. It's too personal. It's morally, morally wrong. Yeah. All right. I, 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 as long as I don't know who those people are, then I can just kind of treat it like I picked up a bloody band aid. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to swallow the bloody band aid. Yeah. Imagine because like imagine going to someone later and like 
You had sex with a dead body? It's like, look, it was that or swallow a condom yeah, I found I on the street. Like Eat the condom, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. by, by the way, guys, just before you read the next one, I, w- I was just looking at the, all these sound effects and I saw a lawyer cop. We started this show so long ago that lawyer cop said he wanted to be, he could be a cop and a judge by now. He was there since like day one and we haven't heard from him. He might actually be like a professor of law for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, huh? ready for the next one? Yeah. Would know. you rather get shot, get shot in both kneecaps oh. or furiously masturbate over the open casket at a wake? <laughs> oh my God. Fuck. <laughs> so hard. Again, a lot of questions. Do I know this? Do I know the other people at this wake? <laughs> Could you could you go to a stranger's way? <laughs> yeah, right. If I never see these people again, uh, it's so yeah. harder for me to masturbate over the gasket. I'd have to like, I'd have to sit on the edge and like spread my legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't I think know. I would. I don't think anyone would let you get through that. First of all. You I might get a beat. You might get a. You might get a beaten about as bad as a as getting shot. Yeah, get shot. Well, let's just say like everyone goes outside to look at fireworks for some reason, and then the way the the coffins all by themselves, you have a good five minutes. I would do it. Then. Yeah, but how you? How am I going to get excited enough to even do that? God, you've been you've been you've been priming. You know who's the in the fireworks. coffin? <laughs> Is it a guy or a girl? It's that's a grandma. A point. Would would yeah. she? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it or I would take if, if if it was my family, I would take the knee shot. No, you'll never walk again. I'm like, Mom, Dad, listen, I know what? I embarrassed you, but I'd like to walk again. I'm your son. Don't you love me? I don't want to get shot. Well, look, Pelly's mom just got a knee replaced, so it'd be possible for us to get replaced knees, right? Yeah, but uh, start that shit too early. I'll probably. <laughs> oh, it would hurt a lot. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go masturbate. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right now? Oh, you mean no, in the right. game? Oh, oh, or the game, the game, the game. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were like, oh, we better let's wrap it up. Kelly needs to go back. <laughs> She's having withdrawals. Are you guys both masturbating? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. Oh, I think I'm gonna do masturbating. Oh, I have a, I have a question that came in. I think I'd probably take the gunshots. Wait, I've got one more. Okay. Would you rather only be able to eat things you found in a public trash can, or? <laughs> Drink a cup Always? of your father's semen. <laughs> semen. Well, it depends. Like, listen, if I went, if, it depends on what where the where the trash can was. It could be some really good food left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it in a nice <laughs> neighborhood? What and done? Yeah, right. is, it, done. is it at the Grove, like next to a uh, Annie's Annie's pretzels and a pizza place? Because you know people we've crossed. Yeah, Jack wants to drink his dad's cum though. Let it. Be <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't do that. I'm doing that. I'm not eating out of trash. I got standards. <laughs> I mean, a lot of dumpsters. He really likes his dad, too. We rappers. Look, Again, the just, stomach just cures just. all. I'm dumpster diving. <laughs> Look, you've done one shot of cum, you've done them all. You know what I'm saying? They're all the same. This show I mean, is unbelievable. You've never weird. had cum before. Imagine your first time being your dad's. <laughs> I just had to ship some in the mail, so I, I've had my fair share of dealing with it. Wait, you put some in the mail? I had to ship Jim's semen sample to see if he still had swimmers, and he didn't. He's good. Okay. Well, then his surgery was a success. Correct. 
And I was um, a part of, I took him to the vasectomy, drove him home from the vasectomy. And gave it to him. Ordered the semen <laughs> kit, shipped the semen kit. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. I got a message here. I'm going to save this one. This is a this is a um, an Urban Dictionary from um, Angle, Angle House, Ingo McQuody. Ingo Angle House. Yeah, we can do that next week because we just did some kind of game. Let's see. Wayne Ritchie is back. Hey, guys. Wayne here from the Dirty Rats. Greatest mm-hmm. band you've never heard of. It's been a minute. Uh, haven't uh, haven't called through in quite a long time. So I uh, just thought I'd call up, say, g'day. How you going? Um, yeah, I hope you're all doing really well. Uh, what's been happening in your lives lately? All right. Bye. Well, well you- we definitely, it, we definitely covered all podcast, that, Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the question. We answered. <laughs> Would you I rather cut believe, off your a... nipples with a butter knife or, uh. or <laughs> I can't even read it, flatten a field of puppies with a steamroller? <laughs> Steamroller. Uh, I would flatten a steamroller. Those I would, are dead. They're yeah, dead. you know. Yeah, oh I'm a steamroller. <clears throat> I'm not a puppy guy as it is. <laughs> I like I my nipples. I couldn't do that. <laughs> Oh my God! I would never be able to live with myself. That would puppies can run if if they if they're dumb enough to stay in front of the steamroller. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you lay them out all in front of it, and then I turn it on. It's not that fast. Look, they're probably all inbred, and they were going to grow up and have cancer by they were three. So, oh God, Jack, you went way too far. Way too far. What? I don't want to give dogs cancer. I just want to roll them over the steamroller. All got cancer because they were inbred. They got them like really young, like covered in tumors. Yeah, well, if I would definitely That's roll those Labrador over. Retrievers are so inbred, they all just start getting cancer crazy young. Mm-hmm. So, FYI for the uh, purebreds out there, sometimes comes with some drawbacks. Okay, that was horrible. Yeah, well, look, look who had two dogs that died of tumors. Tommy, I don't hear any sympathy coming from either of you. I don't have any. Here's a message from Damn, someone I haven't seen. Roy D. Jong. Or Young. Roy DeYoung. Hello, Tommy, Jack, and Kelly. Been listening a long time, and it's time for my first question. Woohoo! Woo. What did you guys take on the self-help shows on TV? Not really sure you have those in the U.S., but I always think it's a bit condescending showing how messed up their lives are on television. I wonder what your takes are on this. I am already curious on how you butcher my name, though. What's her name? Roy DeYoung. Roy oh, DeYoung. Roy? It's Roy, little D, D-E, a lowercase D-E, J-O-N-G. Roy DeJong? DeJong? I don't know. DeJong. There's right. a baseball player whose name um, is uh, DeYoung. What was it? Self-help shows? Is that what? Like a yeah. Um, I guess we might not have them here. I mean, I, I guess know, everything's I a self-help show. Means. I'll well, self-help, self-help would be like, is that, um, oh, I know what self-help is, but like, I don't know what type of shows no, I'm trying to give a genre. Is that like, uh, hoarders <laughs> or something like that? Show and it's a, for they go Bojack Horseman, the good place. I don't think. No, Bojack Horseman was my therapy though. I think they might, I think they might, it might be a UK thing because, because these, this is glamour magazine.co.uk. These self-care TV shows are guaranteed feel good entertainment. The Duchess, never have I ever. Wait, Ted Lasso. That's not what this is. Oh, I don't know the what season th- of Ted Lasso came out today. I need to watch that. Oh, it did? Yeah. Yeah. 
I like that show. I don't know why. It's so good. Everybody good? likes. What do you mean? I don't know why. It's like it's. Oh, I mean, like I said, like it's, 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 it's corny. Everyone. Then again, Shrinking is my favorite show on TV right now. Yeah, Shrinking is great. Like I, in the beginning, I was like, "Is this corny? Are these characters? This is kind of weird." Like people, and then and then I'm like, "You love every character, and you just like." Jason has been my one of my top three celebrity crushes for like twenty years. Really, I really love him. Yeah, I say let shit be corny. We don't get that in real life. It's nice. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's it's feel good. It's good. Um, yeah, well, that's my- what I'm saying. You know what? The, you want to know what the cool thing about this show is. I guess I guess with the people who made Shrinking, it's on Apple TV, and Apple's got this little thing where they go like Ted Lasso is feel good TV. Everything always ends, everybody happy. It always ends in a good place, and it's like I think that was a f- refreshing thing for people coming out of the pandemic, especially it's like not everything has to be so so you know doomsday. So that was nice, and then these people from Shrinking are like, all right, we can do the same type of thing because it always ends with some type of oh no, my what my daughter caught me sleeping with my her about my, my best friend, and then it's like oh I'm okay with it. Ew, you know it's like it's the same people. Everybody's still in a good place. It's a great the great character. They're great characters. It almost feels like it's. I, I I think Harrison Ford is fantastic in it too. By the way, it kills me. Harry, um, but we don't have that type. And if that's what self help TV is, I like it. If it's not. I don't think it is. I think it's it's I more it's like people like talking about their problems. Show. Yeah. It's like therapy shows. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. We have that on TikTok, don't we? Oh, yeah. oh, oh John left the message. John yeah. just left the message. So let's see what's going on. Please stop. Repeat. Oh well he's saying something. First he's saying don't read this on the podcast. First sentence. So now I'm reading it in silent. All right. Okay. Jack. Oh, he's talking about goal valve. What? I have no idea. What's oh, the the sport that we didn't. God, I don't know what's going oh. on here, but there are several one minute messages, like fifty something second messages. Let's zero seconds. All right, so Goval, all those lines you see there, are many ropes under them, so there's a bump. So blind people, and even people, they even make. So in the blind world, there's people who can't see and only 10% can't see. Everybody else can see light perception and up. Hmm. I know people who can drive. I know an orthopedist in Kansas who can drive on the highway. That's crazy. Anyway, but there's ropes under the tape. It's not just idiots wandering around which is what we call blind Iowa people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like they they don't look like they have down syndrome or something. Motherfucker. <laughs> Olympics, you people. <laughs> Paralympics, my people, anybody with a physical disability, special <laughs> Olympics, down syndrome and those folk. But um, judo, the difference for blind people versus sighted, the only difference is blind people, if you're fighting a sighted person, you start grabbing, you're, you're holding on to each other. Other than that, you guys are across the ring and then you, hi because you guys can see. So, <laughs> fuck you. Not really, though. <laughs> fuck you. 
Um, sorry, so many messages, but uh, <laughs> Kelly Seeing Eye Dog is the name of a, I guess the PC way is to say dog guide, or the regular way is guide dog. Seeing Eye is actually a school in New Jersey called Seeing Eyes, and that's was the first guide dog school ever, and that's why they're called Seeing Eye Dogs from that one school. Yeah, like so if you see a blind person, oh, can I pet your seeing eye dog? Don't say that. Uh, say, may I pet your guide dog or dog guide? Either way, I don't think the blind person will get mad. It's you sighted people to make up dumb, dumb, them dumb rules. So run on. All right. I'm drunk as shit and listening to your podcast and cracking the fuck up. Love you guys. Uh, wait, he's got two more, but, but, that's kind of I would never ask anybody to pet their pet any type of service dog because I know they're seeing eye dog uh, is like a brand name. It's like, hey, FedEx, uh, FedEx that to me, and then they send yeah. it with UPS. Band aid, right? Q tip. Never knew that. Yeah. Good to know. I just learned it too. <laughs> you guys totally missed it. Chadwick just mentioned Coke because of noses. Nothing to do with what. What you guys are talking about? <laughs> Something about Coke, I guess we're talking about. People who know. listen to me. Hold on. Got one more. Zero seconds. The Cancel. joke that AJ sent in, the chicken <laughs> joke, because talking about dying, eh, that's because people all around the world are the same. It's just the neighborhood you live in or the culture, but people are the same. Button. That kind of goes to what you were saying before. I guess but I have no idea what he's referring yeah, to. Yeah, the context That's is missing that. for me, so I have no idea what's going well, on. He's, he's, he's sending these in while he's listening to the show. No, so I he's know, like, that. we can't I, remember. I don't even remember what last show was. I just know we talked about depression in the beginning. I am always high, so <laughs> I'm not remembering. Here's, here's one from Amy Elizabeth. Oh my God, guys, that was fucking hysterical. Um, sorry. Um, a few points. So, um, the holes are all holes into confined spaces. My husband works at a power station, so oh, the hole um, could be like a boiler. Oh, so various types of holes, and it's just so funny that Jack said um, it, it about holes being women's business because most of the, the poll watchers are actually, in fact, women. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but thank you for uh, a good laugh, guys. That was awesome. Thanks so much. I think we talked about holes. We, we did oh, talk yeah. about that forever. Oh, hole watchers. We were hole watchers. Yeah, we were hole watchers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going. For 250 grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> this hole is closed. Oh, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> Sorry, it's in a construction right now. Yeah, we good. are so stupid. That's why it's hilarious. <laughs> <clears throat> I got so we'll, we'll get to some of these uh, next week. Oh, Candy Cab. Uh, let's see. Oh, Candy Cab. Hey, Zach, go fuck yourself. Degens. With all the craziness going on in the world, sometimes I feel like I just wish I was ignorant to it all. To it all. The politicians Steve. have always lied, but now it seems so much worse. With no shame, the climate is going to shit. We produce so much garbage with our throwaway society, and it doesn't seem like, like it's ever going to change, anyways. Tommy, why do you call Jack's friend Spaghetti Hands? 
Does he have long noodle-like fingers? Yeah. Does he, he does, walk yeah. around all the time with little spaghetti in his hands? Yeah. Please explain. 1800 uh, mark. Bye. And oh, yeah, tell Tommy softball isn't a thing this yeah. season because our pitcher had to back out last minute. Doctors found a tumor in his wife's spinal cord. No, great. That was – they got it out, and she's good, but she'll need to help. She'll need to help, and he doesn't have time. The whole team doesn't feel right without him, plus he was our best player. I could set up a bowling night, though, literally any Friday, and that, that you're available. Should I go bowling with people from Vegas and who are fans? Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or not fans, part of the family. Um, the first thing, I guess, uh, Spaghetti Hands, he did this bit that was on Instagram where he was like Edward Scissors Hands, but he had like these sloppy spots. First of all, I, I always watch that Here bit and think. Spaghetti Hands. And he had, yeah, it's, it's and he had this thing. He had just a bunch of, he was, I guess he was holding spaghetti underneath his sleeves, but they were yeah. covered in gravy and he was making a fucking mess on a white shirt. Yeah, the sketch. And like all yeah, over the, the kitchen. All nice. I kept thinking was like, if I live with this kid, I'd fucking kill him if I came home. If he was just doing this for a, 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 like a bit on Instagram. Yeah, like, go, gravy. go to, go to TikTok, look up at Cam Gavinsky. It'll be a second video. Also, if you just search spaghetti hands on TikTok, it's one of the first yeah, cam cam has a lot of followers and i think that video is largely the reason right didn't oh yeah he has 3.3 million views on it yeah yeah so and everyone just keeps saying make more spaghetti hands and it was so popular any video he posted afterwards like okay. this just doesn't cut it this is just nowhere near as good as spaghetti hands he's like <laughs> spaghetti hands was like fine right. and spaghetti hands was probably thrown together in two and a half minutes like that's what's just so had frustrating to- <laughs> is like you never know what's going to hit on the internet and the things that you put a lot of time into or you're like this is so funny this is going to be good they flop, and then the shit that you're like, it's just oh, I farted. <laughs> it's just like yeah. three point seven yeah. million. Like, I mean, it's a great, it's a great bit. Like his his roommate comes out and he's holding a shirt that's covered in gravy. You he's like, my did shirt? you borrow my shirt? He's like, you blaming me? Why are everyone blaming me? Why could I got spaghetti and just like gravy over a white shirt? <laughs> it got all over the, the wall. Sh- they yeah, filmed for like thirty minutes straight, huh? Let's play the audio. <laughs> no, I, oh, you know, okay. But but it, but it's funny because it's like they. Um, he like totally ruined his kitchen for this bit. Oh, right? dude! It took for, it, there, I went over there the next day. It was covered in shit. And I just kept yeah. finding like dry spaghetti hey, noodles everywhere. Like he tried his it. best, but it was like he made a huge mess. Oh, I gotta restart it. Right, here we go. Jerry, did you use Jacqueline? No. Someone knocking what? on my door. Just because I'm Jerry Spaghetti Hands and my hands are made of spaghetti. I'm an easy target. I get it. I'm an easy target. I'm not. The wall's covered in sauce. (laughs) Yeah, so just go find it. It's hilarious. It's good. That's why we call them spaghetti hands. And Matt plays such a great straight man, and it just—he's treating it so. They they treat it so seriously. It's great. Those two are amazing. Uh, Chadwick's back. One more message here. Hey there, degenerate folks. Was wondering if you have seen this AI Seinfeld thing that's constantly streaming on Twitch called Nothing Forever. Absolutely fascinating. Hope you're having a great week. The mental health is always ups and downs and hopefully it's not too many downs. I love you guys. Bye. I'll shoot you a link there, Tommy. Is he taking a piss? Sorry about my urine. <laughs> I have seen the I've seen the Twitch stream. It uh, it's literally just an AI has figured out how to make a CG Seinfeld episode that just keeps going. It goes to stand up. It goes to scenes. There's dialogue. 
but wow. I had to get shut, Twitch shut it down at one point because it started doing too many transphobic jokes. <laughs> so I had to shut it down. Transformer uh, jokes? Phobic. Oh, it's a Transformers jokes. I'm like, who gives a shit? Transformer jokes are fine. Yeah, Transformers are cool, man. Okay, um, really quickly, I have three oh, more before we leave. Okay, okay. Also, don't see Scream. It's the worst fucking movie ever made. Demand. I just want. I didn't, I, I'm I didn't a, like the last one, so uh, so bad. This is I, actually a joke and an insult to people. Okay, go ahead. Would you rather eat all the hair from a stranger's shower drain trap, <laughs> or? Oh, God. Tongue a sumo wrestler's asshole. I do asshole. <laughs> you'd, you'd I like the drain. I feel like the drain at least rinsed a few times. Yeah, but how are you going to eat hair? I could tongue a butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a nice, that's a clipping. <laughs> I could tongue a butt. I could tongue a butt. I could tongue a butt. Okay, well, Kelly, what, would rather- you do? Oh, what would you do? Oh, uh, I would t- I would tongue a sumo wrestler's asshole. Like, yeah, it depends. Is it after a match or just after a shower? Just a I, dude. I would guess after a match. But, Even then. Like I said, I can't. I couldn't swallow it's salt. Hair. It's just salty for a second. That's fine. That's fine. So you get some dookie in there. So you vomit. That's fine. I can't eat hair. It's just not going to happen. Okay. Would you rather eat a puppy? Oh. Eat a puppy? Can I smash you yes. with my steamroller first? <laughs> I, 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 I paused so long. I figured you would just say yes. Yes. <laughs> or blow a horse to completion. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, uh, no, I, I, yes to puppy. <laughs> you well, eat I mean, a- I have to eat a- uh, That's rough. Am I in like an Asian country or somewhere where like maybe. Listen, not that <laughs> I know anything about this, but <laughs> a, a horse to completion can choke you to death. I mean, it's like it's <laughs> like if I sprayed a hose down your throat without you being prepared for it. Like, well, he'll he'll tell you when he's coming. He goes, <laughs> and then you get your head out of the way. <laughs> the show is horrible. We're such bad people. That's tough. I'm going to lose. Oh. I'm going to lose opportunities and jobs because of this show. Thanks. I to probably you. have to. I assume the puppy can be prepared properly. Yeah, maybe a nice little Kobe beef. Make, make yeah, make like a ragu. I have a puppy ragu. Right. Do I? I mean, if you kind of, yeah, I mean, listen, I've seen them do stuff online where they can make anything taste good and they yeah. don't tell people what it is. I'm guessing in this scenario, it's, it's not a puppy that died of natural causes. It's a puppy oh, that yeah. has to die for your meal. <laughs> well, yeah, if it died of natural causes, it'd probably be like disease ridden. It has to be a nice, healthy puppy. <laughs> it's a veal. All right. Well, would you, the, last one. Would you rather masturbate with sandpaper until you come or nothing is left? <laughs> or have someone. Wait, have wait some, what do you mean by wait, wait, what do you mean by nothing's left until the sandpaper disintegrates or you. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, or have someone. Well, that also depends on the number of coarseness of the sandpaper. <laughs> I think you can actually, it's like a dry rub if you don't let your penis, penis slide between How it. How rough are your hands? Yeah, seriously, you need to moisturize. <laughs> or have someone close to you or someone in your friend group die every time you masturbate. <laughs> oh, oh, I would do the sandpaper. sandpaper. I think, I, I, honestly, in my mind, I visualize it and think I can probably, do I, and if, I, if I have an orgasm, is it done? Yeah, no pain, yeah. no gain. Okay, yeah, I could probably. I think I can even with a coarse piece of sandpaper. I think I can make myself get to that point without. Look, you can really do something. You can like maybe like 
flick the end a little bit. Maybe you don't have to like rub it like that. Maybe there's other tricks you can figure out how to use the sandpaper. Yeah, maybe. No, I think you just wrap a piece around and you don't <laughs> go full slide. You just kind of you move the skin. You, grip, you move the skin. I mean, yeah. that's what I do anyway. I mean, you well, might you might get a little bit on the on the, on the end of the mushroom <laughs> on the end of the mushroom cap. Might get a little brazened here and there, but sorry, you just take a break and then you have withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> I know too oh, much about God. you guys now. What a show. What a show. We covered real philosophy and deep thought. This is one of those shows where people are like, I like the show. This That's is really deep thought with and philosophy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, would you jerk off a horse? Or lick your own asshole? Or lick a sumo person's asshole? You're like, oh, I, I'm, this takes a very special person for this show. You got to have <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you really philosophical do have depression. <laughs> You have to run the spectrum on this. On this, yeah. well, you're gonna get topical whiplash on here. You're gonna well, it. for everyone. A, a, a college professor could listen to the first. A, a college psychologist could listen to the first half and then be like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. I, went from, I went from a high IQ to dropping to moronic. <laughs> we keep it fresh. Well, it's all about ebb and flow. If the whole podcast is heady, it gets boring. You got to balance the headiness with the stupidity, you know? Yeah. High art, low art. It's, we're I mean, everybody's both. favorite part of last week was us talking about how we would guard all. So, <laughs> right, And I thought it was about, oh, they're, they're suffering from depression and everyone has it. And they're like, nope, no, I like the whole conversation. Could you do a whole show on what you do if you had to manage a whole? But that's why we need, that's what the, the benefit of the, of the, that came from a question, right? That came in, right? Or a yeah. Uh, right. So don't let your show fail, people. Send in messages. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> let it be failed. This or is on you. If this sucks. This, is, piece of shit. Say, this show sucks. Was. It's not our fault. No. <laughs> Remember that. We can only do. We're, we're out here bearing our souls. <laughs> and what do you do? All I ask you to do is, or all somebody asks you to do is, is one, one sentence in one sentence a week. There's something that came to your mind. <laughs> you don't. And stop trying to be creative. Just say something. We'll figure out if it's if it's any good to talk about. <laughs> Save your show. You think I you're gonna that. get like a job on a show if you don't come? You know, if you don't, if you come up with something great. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sucks is that we have to. I can't play us out because my iPad just died. Do do do. Save our show. Where can everyone find you? Do do do. Do Tommy at Walking with Tommy on Instagram. But he's not on there right now. He's taking a social media.